Blog Talk Radio. Hard, and I thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we have a part two of a show that I did on yesterday, and yet the show was uh, somewhat uh, compromised um, uh, due to the uh, audio, some audio uh, techni- technical difficulties. So I wanted to bring this show back um, <clears throat> and continue the show uh, dealing with favor and grace. Thank God for life. Thank God for life that um, we started on yesterday. So um, if, if, if you if you had not heard the show on yesterday, um, I urge you to go back and hear the the part one of this show. Um, again, there were some technical difficulties. I think in the last um, I'd say the last um, ten minutes of the show, uh, it just the sound just went dead, so we weren't able to hear uh, from our brother Dr. Miles Monroe, nor were we able to hear. Uh, my my beautiful sister Sandy J's uh, song uh, that she uh, sent me the album, an autograph album of her uh, album title "Thank God for Life." So I wanted to be able to play it for you on this episode. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there who does celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, hopefully your day has been an, an excellent, wonderful day, and um, that you're with your loved ones and spending quality time with them. And, and just having a, just an awesome day on this beautiful uh, day. And um, shout out to all of those who are spending Thanksgiving alone. Some people just, just want to rest. You know, don't, don't really want to be out with family or friends. Uh, they just probably just want to rest. And um, so we, we wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving to you and yours on this on this wonderful day. And as we know, tomorrow is being Black Friday. A lot of folks are going to be out shopping and spending money. Um, unnecessarily money, but nevertheless, people are going to go out and spend a lot of money and um, give that same dollar that they've been fighting and working so hard for to give back to the uh, to the wealthy. You know, but um, again, it is the holiday season, and then we have pre-Christmas going on. People are going to be shopping for Christmas tomorrow as well. But nevertheless, man, it's a it's a festive time of year. Um. Again, with family, friends, and loved ones. So uh, let's be safe. Let's be smart. Uh, there's a lot of information out there about protecting yourselves from um, carjackings, uh, leaving your your um, your um, packages in the car, phones, or any electronics out in the open, um, and so on and so forth. So be be smart, be wise, but be, but be in unity. Should no, should should nobody be out there shopping by them, by themselves. You should, you should you should always, especially the women, 
do not do not let those 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 babies go out to the store. I don't care they're 16, 17, and and, and got the got their driver's license permits. Don't have them kids going out there <clears throat> to, to, to pick picking up stuff and um, at 16, 17. These, it's not a game, man. These folks are out here snatching kids left and right, boys and girls. Not a game. You keep your family safe and and, and, and make sure if you can if you can't you don't have a license to carry to carry. You better have some mace or, or, or three or four people that you're riding riding with, and, and none of these. I'm just going to the store and back, and uh, because a lot of times when they go to the store, they, they never come back. I just want to say that to you all about that. So I'm gonna take this quick commercial break. And I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna talk about what is family and dealing with this this holiday season, but also I'm gonna give a testimony that I gave briefly on yesterday why the show was inspired. I'm going to take this quick commercial break, and um, we'll be back in just a moment. Back in just a moment. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Relationship problems, and she decided to be alone, and 
And now she she before I came on the air, she was texting me about how she's feeling depressed. Yeah, this young lady is 21 years of age and has a whole life ahead of her. And yet she she's having uh, relationship problems, uh, having to deter her into a depressive mode, depressive mode, so to speak. A lot of people are afraid to go to holiday season because particularly women, women, because now you, you go back home and so forth, and they're asking you, girl, why you ain't got married yet? You ain't got no boyfriend yet? And and, and that's because most of them are having, particularly black women, uh, black women being the smartest on the planet, and but black women are also being the fastest growing entrepreneurs on the planet, not just in the U.S., but worldwide. Black women are the fastest growing entrepreneurs. And, and with that being said, they're having a great success and, and homeowners and so on and so forth. Now people are, are looking like, well, where your husband at? And, and, and so on and so forth. And you need you, you got to start having kids, and and, and, and that's pressure. Because you know, I've I've had many sisters tell me, you know, I, I don't even want to go home because I, I don't want to hear it. You know, because their siblings may be married or dating or somebody, and and here they are. Uh, hell, they want to date, but but especially in Atlanta, it it, it, it is hard, man. <laughs> it is difficult to date in Atlanta. I I, I tell you that I've I, I've talked to over forty women. I'm talking about from the age of 18 to 60. And it's a mess out there. It's a mess. And then we're talking about a lot of people that are, that are in hospitals on this Thanksgiving Day. Some folks had surgery, surgery today. And um, as I go through hospitals, I see so many people that are having major surgeries. And there's not one relative there. Not even a friend. This, this young young woman that uh, um, she had emergency surgery uh, not so long ago, and, and um, when they asked her to call someone, the sister couldn't do that. She had no one to call. Beautiful, beautiful sister, and she couldn't think of it. You know, she was a young woman in, in her late twenties, and and two two beautiful boys, and, and, and nevertheless, she was unable to call anybody. So we give a shout out to all the folks in the hospital today that are recovering from their surgery, or what have you, or accidents, or what have you, and they're 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 spending their Thanksgiving alone in a hospital bed. And we send our prayers and wishes to all of those people. And there there are a multitude of other people, homeless people, uh, runaways, and and there's a multitude of of folks today are just spending. Uh, their Thanksgiving. Some some folks going you know going to die today. Domestic violence, family feud, going out tonight and it ended up getting you know uh, in, at the wrong place at the wrong time and accidents and cars and so on and so forth. And it seems like folks are running around uh, shouting they're living their best life. But are you living for God or are you living for, uh, for self? <laughs> when, when, you know, black folks love to say, I'm living my best life. But God won't know, but what life are you living? I gave you life, but what are you doing for my people? We are problem solvers. And I'm going to play this insert later on at the end of the show by our, our, our dear brother, 
our dear brother Bishop T.D. Jakes, and he talks, he talks about grace for change. It was a seven-part series that he did uh, some years ago, but he's talking about grace for change. And there's so much of the world that we're missing because we're so greedy and so self-centered that all we're concerned about is, is what can I get out of it? What's going to work for me? How can I come out on top and look good on social media? <clears throat> you know, one time you want to thank God is when you got a pocket full of money or you in Paris somewhere standing in front of the Eiffel Tower talking about God's grace is sufficient. That's bragging. That's boasting. The hell you can do it in front of the Eiffel Tower, God do it, God's grace is sufficient. But on those dark days, you go on from social media for about six months to a year. Wallowing in your swallow, in your sorrow. That's why I want to come back and do a part two of this thing because I, as I said yes, yes, uh, as I said earlier, go ahead and check out the first part one of it, and, and, and you can hear about my dear brother Antonio Robinson's testimony on how he went through so much four, de- four or five deaths in his, in his family within a year. And then his body began to break down at 32 years of age. He almost died. But his brother kept fighting, kept smiling, because he knew God was his source, his strength. And he never gave up. And even in, in, in his darkest hour, he, he never, never stopped thanking God for life. It's a second chance. And for healing and, and redemption, restoration. And as I said, many folks know about my, my illness and how if I had a gun or some pills, I would have killed myself. One of the doctors even told me, he said, from a scale of 1 to 10, and 10 being the most uh, uh, highest, your pain has to be between the 12 and 14. This went on for almost two years of me suffering. But in those times, I, I kept praising God. I, I, I kept doing sermons. I kept doing speeches. But I kept saying, I'm healed. I kept speaking life to myself, I'm healed. Even though I didn't feel like it. As Marvin Sapp said, when you're going through trials and tribulations in your life, whether it be your, your, your body, uh, your family, your job, anything, you got to say to yourself, I'm better. I'm better. And that's why I told myself I was better. People, people, and the sister, uh, she gave me confirmation, uh, Maxine, at my job. And, and Maxine, I remember, Someone asked me, she had overheard someone asked me, how was I feeling? And I said, oh, man, my back, I, I was complaining, and so on and so forth. And Maxine pulled her to the side, and, and this sister told me, she said, look, she said, Gary, don't let the devil tell you you're in pain. People ask you how you're feeling, you just say better, because you're getting better. So stop saying I'm stop declaring what, what what's ailing you. You de, you declare what you know what what God has healed in you. 
And that's what I began to do. I began to smile and say better, even though I was in pain, excruciating pain. Could barely walk. Some days I couldn't get out of the bed. I would, how you doing, better? Hey, how you doing? How your feet doing, better? How your back doing, better? Did the test came come out all right? What'd they say? I'm doing better. I just continued to declare it. Till before I know it, I began to walk it out. Rheumatoid arthritis, I was diagnosed with. That was part of my my, my, my illness. Gone. <laughs> they say it's irreversible and, 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 and ain't no ain't no medication for it. Maybe painkillers or something, so you know, but you know, and this and, and this and that and, and then but I, I I told God I the devil is a liar, I, I'm not taking no pills. No more pills at least. I couldn't walk I couldn't walk upstairs. I had to catch the elevator. And if I walked downstairs, I had to walk sideways. Like a two year old. Holding on to the rail. So much pain. This is my testimony. So, so we, we, we look at what, what's going on then around the world. We, 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 folks are working themselves to the damn bone. All this trading online, these these uh, LMMs trying to get you to, you know, to sell anything, uh, you know, um, credit, and so on and so forth. And we're so busy struggling, fighting to 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 be this successful person online that we're not. We have left the things of God at the altar. Matter of fact, we we have been taken to the altar. We left them in the closet. High cost of living each and every day. I read a report yesterday that says the average cost of living in California is. For an apartment, that is, is $2,800 a month. One bedroom, $2,800 a month. And if you find something for like $1,800, $1,500, it's in the hood somewhere. Crime infested. Nobody's outraged. Nobody's standing up and saying, hey, what the hell is going on around here? The devil is a liar. We just accept whatever they, well, the property value is going up. How you how the property value going up on some stuff that you keep reselling? If somebody buys it out, you put a, you put a new tag. Are, are you are you insane? That's backwards. <laughs> and yet the banks play these games. Have been playing these games forever. And again, we're so busy worrying about self, we can care less. That's ungodly. That is bowing to Nebuchadnezzar. You got recall on food. They trying to kill you. Every time you turn around, this, this meat, this pork, this this, this lettuce. I've told you a hundred times what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to create a, a fake food shortage because that's how that's how they're going to get us under control. Not th- not through a uh, crime and race wars, but but through the food and the water. My God, you so but you're so damn so damn busy. Trying to hustle. All this unexpected weather. Ridiculous. Snowing one day, hot as hell the next day. Again, man trying to play God. 
He didn't. He didn't find out way how to maneuver the weather, and now he's playing God. And again, we accept that. We ain't call out nothing yet. Bad water. The systems all over in every major urban city. They have bad water that, that, that's causing brain damage and birth defect, leaving men sterile. Higher aggression, suicide rates. I think some scientists said there were over 30-some-odd chemicals found in, in, in the water, in the stream of water. Every, every medical pill you can think of, from, from Viagra to opioids that, that, that are mixed in with, with mud and dirt and carcinogen, killing us every damn day. And not one politician has raised hell or boycotted and sat out and said, we ain't, until they fix this water crisis, particularly in Michigan and Chicago and Philly, we're not going to work. We're not moving one foot aisle of the damn Trump and that damn, that damn impeachment until they get some damn clean water in these inner cities. Nobody. Black or white. No Angela Rice, nobody. No Maxine Waters, Auntie Maxine, nobody. John uh, uh, Lewis, always love to, to drag up Dr. King's uh, name. What the hell are you doing? Al, Al Sharp-Ass Sharpton, clowns. Babies being murdered. They ain't been murdered. They've been missing. Black folks run around making Popeye's. Popeye's franchise, a, 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 a billion-dollar industry overnight for, for a raggedy piece of chicken that, that, that's chemically induced that they brought back. And I have to wonder, what the hell did they do to the chicken when they brought it back? Black folk don't even care. They're going to find out down the road what, what, what was really in that damn chicken they, they, they were chomping on and bragging on Facebook about, demonic music. Homosexuality going going crazy. They even trying to trying to create homosexuality in Africa. So amazing. Church shooting. White kids now are going are trying to go into black church. Young white girl, thirteen year old white girl was planning on going to a church killing black folk. Now where'd she get that idea from? Sooner or later the market's gonna crash. In a total deception of entertainment. From sports to movies, from Tyler Perry to LeBron James, the, the deception and, and, and the distraction of black folk just so busy love being entertained and yet losing your purpose in life, missing that book because you're so busy being preoccupied with buffoonery and foolishness. I'm going to play this insert by our dear brother, Dr. Miles Monroe, I went to play yesterday. Talking about your purpose and why you're here on this planet. You're not here for entertainment, knowing why you're here. Again, we're problem solvers, not just mothers and fathers. And yeah, I want a house and a car, and you know, I want to live my best. All that foolishness. I keep telling y'all, their American dream is your American nightmare, and until you wake up, you're gonna keep living in that nightmare. Again, here's our dear brother, the late Dr. Miles Monroe, talking about understanding the meaning of your existence. Dr. Miles Monroe. I want to focus for the next few moments 
on understanding the meaning for your existence. No human being on earth, 7.1 billion of us, is a mistake. Not one of us is a mistake. We were sent here specifically to do something valuable. That means God had something that needed to be done that made you necessary. God created nothing for entertainment. He created nothing even for beauty, even though what he created may be beautiful. It was not for beauty. Even the colors of the flowers that you pick and put in your home, the colors really are not for beauty. I discovered in my research that certain insects can only see certain colors. So God designed the color in the flower to attract only one specific type of insect. So that color has a purpose. And most of us don't know our own purpose on earth. So I want to give you five questions to write down that you must answer if you are going to be successful on this planet. Five questions. Write them down. Don't forget them. These five questions are so important that they control the entire world. Everything that every human does on earth is motivated by these five questions. The poorest man sleeping under the bridge is trying to answer these five questions. The wealthiest man living in the palace is struggling with these five questions. Every race, every creed, every ethnic group, and every culture is fighting over these five questions. These five questions control the whole world. They actually create industry. These five questions create the fashion world. These five questions develop entertainment worlds. These five questions wake you up every morning. These are the questions that produce corrupt leaders. These are the questions that produce people who abuse their own lives and abuse other people. These five questions control politicians presidents of countries and prime ministers, these five questions control pastors. These five questions control young people on the street selling their bodies. It's because of these five questions that young people take drugs and sleep together without marriage. These five questions are so powerful that they cause the destruction of war in the world. What are these five questions? Number one, write it down. Who am I? Who am I? It's a difficult question to answer. The second question that controls the human race is where am I from? Where did I come from? What is my source? Some say you came from a monkey. Others say you came from a salamander that crept up on the rock six million years ago and became a tadpole and became a frog, which also became a monkey that became a man. Some believe that. The third question every human is battling with is, why am I here? It's a tough question. The average human being does not know why they're on planet Earth. 
They wake up every morning, go into a job they hate, working with people they don't like, getting paid less than they're worth, and dying too young from frustration because they don't know why they exist. The fourth question every human must answer is, what can I do? Write it down. What can I do? The average human on earth has no idea about their ability. 90% of human population will die and never achieve more than 10% of their true ability. This is a tragedy. And the last question every human must answer is, where am I going? What is my destination? Everyone wants to know, what is my future? Where am I going in the next 20 years, 40 years? What will I be when I am 75 or 82? What is my destiny? These five questions are frustrating the human race. My dear brother, again, that's my dear brother, the late Dr. Miles Monroe, talking about understanding for your existence. As he was saying, you know, you you're not here. Why you ain't married yet? Why you all all, all these th- these things that the world tell you to do, you doing? And, and, and as I said before, you problem solvers. That's why I talked about the, the inset, only being able to see certain colors. You got you have a purpose in your life. And like he said again, ninety percent of y'all won't even get there. <laughs> You're chasing money. You want to be successful, and hey, yeah, this is you know me and my family. We out here, and, and and listen, there's nothing wrong with that. God, God, God wants you to prosper. He wants you to have family. He wants you to have a, a, a success in your lifetime. But 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 you got to get your ass to work. Some of y'all were meant to be scientists. You over here trying to trying to sell some credit because it's easier. Some of y'all were meant to be lawyers to get these tens of thousands of men and women who are in prison for no damn reason off the hook. But you do, you too damn busy being a business, you know, or in a nightclub. Some of y'all were meant to, to create a, a black-owned airlines. But you decided you want to be a rapper. So although it, it may look like success in the illusion of inclusion. You have fallen short of God's grace and favor on your life. So when you when you do die, then you realize, wow, I miss my calling, and I never existed because I never did what I what I was supposed to do on this planet. I just, as black folk love to say, I was doing me. I'm doing me. And again, that's an ungodly thing to do. Ungodly thing to do. This world keeps you so busy being something that you're not that we are falling into that trick of, of, of working our asses off. 
pardon my French, of being something that we're not. And for those who are, are, are able to, to move people and create things, they're supposed to create things. But do they? No. They're worried about their brand. Well, I can't do that because my fans might get mad and my white fans and, 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 or my white business partners, they may not, not like that move. So you're under, what you're saying to yourself is you're trusting, you're trusting in the world and in, in white supremacy, what I call Nebuchadnezzar. Because that's what you're bowing down to. You're bowing down to the world out of fear. You had so you had so many great women, Fannie Mae Hamer, back in the '60s, uh, Annie Jenkins, who created hair care products, uh, 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 and, and, and people keep forgetting that um, the other sister that, that we know, who who who, who, we, who we thought was um, uh, Madam uh, C.J. Walker. Who, who we thought was a pioneer, Madam C.J. Walker worked for Annie Jenkins. <laughs> Annie was the first multi-millionaire, and, and Annie made more money than Madam C.J. Walker. And this is all in the 1900s, baby. And, and, and Annie Jenkins created, helped create so many schools, Bethune, Cookman, so many HBCUs that she gave money to, to create colleges, universities. It wasn't all just just the white man's money. But then we begin to take their dollars and take their money. I'm doing a show pretty soon on Africa, and I'm going to put this whole thing in perspective. I really can't get into it right now. But I'm doing a show on Africa because Africa has a lot to do with what I'm I'm talking about. Because black folks that don't consider themselves, I ain't African. Oh, not me. I ain't no African. You know, before we, again, we, 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 we just enjoy, I don't know why, we, we just enjoy foolishness and buffoonery. If you can entertain us, you got us. And if you give us a, a big, big, big paycheck, then we, 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 oh, thank you, master. Not understanding, like he said, you don't even know who the hell you are. First, That's the first thing. You deserve that and more. Your Bible told you to. He wants you to have more than abundance. But he asks you to, 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 to do two things first. To seek his kingdom and his righteousness. Black folks don't do that no more. Oh, they go to church. Bible study. Bible rehearsal. They don't give a damn about no kingdom. They trying to get a house in Buckhead, now for Upscale areas. And they want to put favor ain't fair. Because they're valuing material things. This, this, this is what Dr. Miles was trying to explain to you. That's petty. You're so petty. When you, you were supposed to create a place that God can dwell with you together. And you're not doing a damn thing but self-serving yourself. You might as well say you're Lucifer's cousin. To put it bluntly. You, th- you think you're holier than that, but, but you're Lucifer's cousin. Because you do everything for evil and nothing for good. I'm going to end with this thing with T.D. Jakes, man. He, he's talking about some things about grace for change. And a lot of things you're going to change. Powerful uh, uh, insert <clears throat> that um, I'm going to end with this show. And I thank you all for tuning in. I hope you all were inspired by this show. And actually, please share this show. Like the links on the uh, on the program. Uh, 
You go to Holy Spirit on Facebook, Holy Spirit uh, Radio, or you can go to the By His Blood Ministries, and you can like those pages. And also like the page on Blog Talk Radio to get all the latest um, shows that we are doing uh, in the near future. And as we always say, in parting, to love yourselves and know yourselves, and to know yourselves comes by spending time with God. We love you all, and we hope you have a wonderful holiday season, and we'll hear from you soon. This idea, Brother T.D. Jakes, talking about grace, the chains. He did this back in 2014 at the Potter's house. Again, thank you all for tuning in. Peace and God bless. You know, some people hate changes. They want to get everything set in place. They want to hold it like that. Don't change anything. Keep it right here. Life is not like that. Full of changes. People coming, people going, people living, people dying. Got a job, don't have a job. People moving in, people moving out. Your life is full of changes, and change can be good. You can embrace it. You can build on it. You can enjoy it. You have to do it. In order to get to where God wants you to be, you can't stay the way you are and embrace where God wants you to be. Change is necessary. God is going to give you specificity as to what you need to do to move into the abundance of the plan that he has for you. Now, listen, let go of your past. Let go of your critical attitude, and it's got to be my way or the highway. Open up your heart. And breathe in change is coming, and when God is finished, you're going to be glad that He did. Now, let's go back to the Word of God. Church is an amazing place because the church hangs out a sign that says, Whatever's wrong with you, bring to Jesus. Come on in here. Whatever. You can be messed up, free from. I don't care what the devil did to you. Come on in the church. The blood of Jesus prevails against every curse and every mountain, and every spirit of wickedness that comes against you. You may be broken out of race, abused, molested, confused, upset, deranged, and stirred. Oh, that the blood never has said that the blood is against you. Bring them all into this church. Jesus, to the living. So here they come. When you go, we go into church. They wear silk, they wear hats, they wear shorts, they wear jeans, they wear suits, they wear ties, they have degrees, they have doctrines. Here they come, they can sing, they can preach, they can have it. <laughs> Miracles do happen around the altar. People are changed from crack to Christ, from drug heads to deacons. From prostitutes to prayer warriors, they do change. Teaches them how to keep the word, teaches them how to do something. It's not all sin. Some things God changes you. He teaches you how to hold a job. He teaches you how to get out the bed in the morning. He teaches you how to be stable. He teaches you how to shut your mouth. He teaches you how to hold your peace. Talking is not a sin, but God has to deal with stuff that's not sin. He has to deal with stuff that easily besets you. Everything's not a sin. Many things are a way. What we must do is learn not to define ourselves about where we were, but to define ourselves about where we are. And so though we have recalibrated ourselves to create what I like to call a new normal. You are no longer calling the change a change. You're calling the change normal by opening yourself up, recalibrating yourself, and saying, this is who I am now. Then I always understand why God always talks to you about where he's taking you. Long before he brings you into it, he will talk to you about where he's taking you. 
while David is still a shepherd boy shoveling sheep dung, he's talking to him now, you're going to be king. And he anoints him with oil to be a king and then sends him back to shovel sheep dung. Because God has to talk to you about where you're going to prepare you to break the cycle lest you pollute where you're going with the methodology of your past. You remember when the servant came and picked up Rebecca and was bringing her back to Isaac. All the way back home, he talks to her about the prince and who Isaac is and what he's like because he's trying to get her ready for this next dimension. What you got to understand is that God begins to make you pregnant with purpose. He begins to talk to you about where you're going because little by little, he's trying to get you to let go of where you've been. Okay. So in the text, he begins to say, the land that I'm bringing you into is a land that flows with milk and with honey. It is a goodly land. It is filled with fruits and pomegranates. It's filled with blessings. Why is he giving you this kind of advertisement? Because he's trying to break your cycle of destructive behavior and update your files so that you won't come into this thinking that it's that and start building systems that worked for you in the past and mess up where you are right now. God is saying, where I'm getting ready to take you, you will not need the irrigation systems that you used as a boy. That's what made you able to survive back then. But I'm getting ready to bring you into a place right now that you're not going to have to pump your own water. All you got to do is look up, and I'm going to send down the rain and let it fall in your life. Oh, God, help me in here. That's three people saying, new system, new system, new system. New system, new system, a new system, a new system, a new system, a new system. Get ready for a new system, a new system, a paradigm shift. Everything is getting ready to shame. A new system, a new structure, a new attitude, new friends, new activities, new extracurricular activities, new places to go, new people to see. You got to move into a whole new environment. The former things are passed away. Allowing him to come to your heart and change you begins with the fact that you want it to happen, you're open to it, and you're willing to take responsibility of what you have to do to contribute to the great gift that we all long for, the gift of change. There are people who have been instantly healed from cancer. There are people in here, we prayed for them, and they went back to get the mammograms. The love was gone. Go, just go. And they come back talking about, oh, that's way different. Oh, it's blown. But what do you do? When change does not come You got the same prayer from the same pastor in the same church. You quoted the same scripture. It was the same bottle all. And your love grew. What did you do? You went through the marriage counseling that saved their marriage. And Fred still acting crazy. Maggie, act like she's on crack. What do you do? Change. Oh, God. 
does not come easy. It is so important to thank God for small progress. I feel see clearly. I do see something. I may not be well, but I'm better. Are there any better folks? I mean, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I'm not talking to the well folks. I just want to find out are there any folks that are just I'm better. Ah! 